Welcome to Other People's Lives, a podcast where each week we speak with an anonymous stranger that we found on the internet who we think is interesting. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Today, we are going to be talking about daddies. <laughs> what? Might uh, not be what you think. Yeah, who knows? But we received an email with the subject line, I had a daddy. So... <laughs> It, it piqued our interest. Going, I haven't, mind you, I have not read this email at all. Yeah, no, yeah, I have not. I, I, I was like, I don't want to know. I just want to be, you know, I want to be surprised by it. So, well, let's yeah. get into it. This piqued my interest because, I mean, I too had slash have a daddy. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> what could this be? Right. Uh, open the email. It reads, "I don't know if anyone would be interested to hear about my story, but I thought I would share anyway. When I was 18." I met a man. He was 46 at the time. We started talking, and eventually he asked me if he could be my daddy. I said yes. He began to control my life as if he were my father and I was his daughter. There were other aspects of the relationship, like sexual situations. Anyway, if you wanted to know more, I'd be happy to share as long as I remain entirely anonymous. That was the biggest cliffhanger ever. She was like, there was some sexual stuff. Anyway, if you wanted to talk about it, yeah, I want to fucking talk about it. So you've never heard of like the I've never daddy heard of fetish this. before? I, I know like, like, spank me daddy. I've heard of that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. This is way different than that. This is like not, this, you know, is, this is like, like you're, uh, you're my father. Yeah. I, this is like you're going out and getting a stepdad that yeah. you sometimes have sex with. I'm going to assume, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I don't want to make any judgments here. I do just want to hear about it. I have a ton of questions, honestly. Uh, but let's give her a call. Hello? Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe calling from Other People's Lives. I'm good. How are you? How you doing? Uh, we just uh, read your email, and I'm still kind of confused by... You know, your words. <laughs> I don't exactly know what you mean because, I mean, I did say, like, I've heard of people, like, you know, using daddy as, like, a thing they say in the bedroom or whatever, but this seems different than that. So can you kind of explain what this daddy thing is that uh, you wrote about? So, like, it's it's super common for people to say that now in the bedroom. Right. But it's actually, like, an entire culture. Um, so when I was like 14 or 15, I used to travel all the time because my mom lived in a different state and I was living with my stepdad. So I was in the airport and I had like a nine or 10 hour layover and I started talking to this older guy from Denmark and we actually started to talk a lot more. So before we both got on our plane, um, we traded information and we kept talking and then it you were 14 at the time he was I was 14 at the time. How, do you know how old he was? Well, he was 46 when I was 18, so oh, okay. 42. Okay, I just wanted to set the scene for everyone, but I'm sorry, continue. Anyway, um, so when I was 18, uh, I moved back to the state that I was originally from, which is it's Utah, and it turned out that he was moving from Texas to Utah for work. So we met up for coffee one day and we just started talking again. And I was going through a lot of like uh, bullshit at the time. Like 
I was super depressed and everything. And he was just a really good friend. And then he told me about this kink, I guess, that he had where he likes to be called daddy. And I thought that that's all it was. But slowly he like started to introduce me to everything. And it got to the point where like uh, he controlled my money. He told me what I wear, when I wear it, where I go, what job I accept. Um, he actually paid for me to go to my first semester of college and he told me what I was going to study and he drove me everywhere. Um, kind of like I was a kid and he was my dad. Right. But <laughs> there was more than that because it was also, it's a kink, it's, it's his sexual thing. So we never had sex, just like we've never had sex. Oh, but, so this was just a strictly, uh, he wanted to... You know, this was just a thing where he wanted to act like you were his daughter. Because there were sexual aspects, but we never had sex. Like whips and chains. And I don't know if you know what these are, but, you know, those old time like torture devices that they'd put you up on a wheel and spin you. Yeah. I've been. Yeah, I've been on one of those. So it's kind of like a subculture of BDSM. Okay, um, but there was no yeah. actual it, sex involved at all. It was strictly no. like this this punishment and then this controlling kind of behavior. Yeah, it was. It's hard to explain because it sounds stupid when I say it, and I've never actually told the whole story to anyone before. So, it's and I'm I'm 21 now, so it's been a few years, but it lasted for about six months or a year. Um, and then he went back to Denmark to his wife that I found out about. Oh yeah. It was really awkward, but like the whole thing for him was in his mind by controlling my life. Cause I said that I was super depressed and everything that he could take those negative aspects of my life and remove them because he was in control. And the weird thing is it worked. <laughs> It helped? Like, yeah, it really did. Like, it was almost like clicking a reset button on my life. Wow. It was, it was, it was so weird. <laughs> and when I think back to it, I'm like, how could I just give complete control to somebody? Because I did. A man who essentially was objected. sort of a stranger, no? I mean, we sort of knew each other, but not really. <laughs> right. I mean, to give like your money to and have, you know, that kind of control. It seems like, you know, that was there was a lot of trust in each other. There was. And it was like a completely open thing. Like at the time, uh, like before this had happened, I smoked pot all the time. I was doing pills. I was doing, I was drinking constantly. Like I was in a really bad place and he shut that shit down like immediately so it was i don't know it was so weird i don't know why to this day i can't tell you why i did it because i am not someone who i'm a stubborn motherfucker like i don't give up shit easily right but he i i don't know it worked <laughs> i mean i don't mean to get too personal here but was there something that he was giving you that maybe your biological father wasn't giving you and maybe that's why it was you were able to Oh, definitely. Oh, so you don't have a good relationship with him? 
Well, okay, so here's another funny story. I have three dads. <laughs> so my stepdad, my half-brother and half-sister's dad, raised me for the first half of my life. And then the second half of my life, my mom's current husband raised me. So they're both dad to me. But then I have my biological father, and at this time, um, I hadn't really had a relationship at all with him um, because he hated my mom. My mom hated him. Um, so when I was 18, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and build a relationship with him. But it turned out he's a raging asshole who can't tell the truth. Like, he told me that when he was in the Navy, uh, somebody bombed his ship and, like, 32 people died or something, and that he he called my grandma of all people. He called my grandma to tell her this. And it turns out a water pipe burst and like two people had a broken arm or something. Hmm. That's how much of a liar he is. Well, that's Uh, a big lie. Right. Little different. Yeah. That's not even, that's not even all of them. Like he told my mom that he was sterile and that he couldn't have kids because he had had cancer and chemo and everything. And then nine months later, I'm here. Wow. So just to step back and kind of, define this for everyone and you mentioned it's a community um obviously you know we're talking about your personal experience here but i how would you define this i guess lifestyle of like a daddy daughter relationship i I don't know what what would you refer to it as Uh, like i said it's it's kind of a subculture of bdsm like um i still talk to him to this day, like every now and then me and him still talk and he has a girlfriend now. And I still, I talk to her and everything and it's, it's different for every kind of person, but it's basically BDSM. Like with his current girlfriend, she wears a collar, um, all the time Hmm. that's like engraved and everything. So what about the other life the way that he can? Yeah. What about the other factors? Like, giving like having them have financial control choose your career is that something that people usually give up in these situations um i mean sometimes i don't really know i wasn't involved with it a lot um i know that the reason he chose what i was going to go to school for was because he knew what i was good at and knew that i was too I guess, depressed at the time to realize that I was actually good at it. Um, so he's like, just go to school for this. You're good at it. Do it. So he did it. That's what happened. So there's and real like, like life his... mentorship in a way too, where this person's helping yeah, guide you like, as you grow up basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not like he just took control of my life and didn't take anything that I had to say into account. Like, I mean, I still had an opinion and, my opinion still mattered. Like if he would have told me to go to school to be a doctor and I was like, I puke at the side of blood, he's not going to make me do that. Right. What, um, so I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, so it's like, it's like you have a boyfriend and a dad combined. It's That's kind of the best way to describe it. Did at no point either of you feel like you wanted to take this to the next level and be intimate or was there a point where was there there was just an understanding in the beginning where this is not going to be sexual this is just going to be uh this father daughter kind of dynamic Well I mean there was sexual aspects like we never had sex but we there were sexual situations like 
there was just never any penetration, I guess. Okay. Never a full on intercourse, but there was actual, like, you don't put somebody on one of those spinny things. I don't know what they're called. And like completely naked and nothing happens. I mean, maybe some people do, but uh, that's not my. Was that just kind of like a, a mutual decision or was that, you know, just, I don't know. I, I just feel like, like you said, if you're going to get up on one of those things, then I feel like having sex isn't completely out the window. But I'm just curious why it, it never got to that point. Way, I think it was more of his way of maintaining complete control. Like, even though that's what I wanted, he wouldn't give it to me kind of thing. Oh, okay. It was it was more of a controlling thing than like a mutual agreement. Hmm. Like, if I would have... Um, I, I think it was discussed a few times and what I remember it being is if I could reach a certain point in my life where I could get control back of some of my things, like my money and stuff, then we could take it to that level. Because like I said, I was a wreck when this started. I was a, I was a piece of shit. Like no, no joke. I was a piece of shit. But so you always was, felt, you always felt that he was helping you not, taking something from you against your will. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't him taking from me. I gave him this. Right. Like when the, when the conversation, like the first conversation we had about it, he said, um, people have financial advisors, right. And they control their money and it's not like a big deal. So he's like, well, what if I could be that financial advisor for you? I'm like, that would be kind of nice. You know, I'm 18. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a fucking wreck. My life is just some bullshit. But when <laughs> like I was s- stealing from my parents and I was, it was bad. What exactly, what kind of control did he have over your money? Like, did he have all your bank account information and he would like, like you wouldn't, you weren't allowed to spend money without asking him sort of thing? I mean, kind of, he, it was more of, he was helping me maintain a budget because I wasn't very good at that. I was 18. So he had control. He had my bank account information and he had my cards and everything. And I'd have to ask for something if I wanted to buy it. But like, if it was something I needed, like if I needed gas, I didn't have to ask. Right. We both had cards on my account. You guys had a joint account. Well, it was my account. He just had a card. Oh, okay. Did he ever uh, give you money that wasn't your well, own? He, like he just kind of, you know, gifted you some money? He paid for my first semester of college, so I, if that counts. I mean, I think that definitely counts. And he'd, yeah, and he'd, like, he'd, he'd buy me things like clothes or kind of whatever I needed, really. Right. And, you, and his wife, I'm assuming, didn't, didn't know about this at all. No, no. Right. When he got back to Denmark, they uh, got divorced, and then he started seeing this the girl that he's currently with. So one question that I want to ask, does any of this have to do with a fantasy around, like, incest or pedophilia or anything like that? Um, 
I don't think so. I never got that feeling, at least. Like, I've never once had the desire to screw my dad, any one of them. Right, right. So it's still... Or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't... And I don't think it was that on his end, either, because at first, it wasn't sexual. Kind of like any relationship. Like, at first, I don't know, I mean, personally, at first, you're not constantly having sex or whatever, and then once you do then you have it all the time. But like when you're getting to know someone, you don't just say, Hey, you're a stranger. Let's fuck. Right. Interesting. So it, it built over time, but what was the, I don't know. I never got the feeling of either of those. What was the deciding factor to, you know, shut it all down and where it ended? Was it just because he went away and, you know, it just wasn't going to work like long distance or was there a point where you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it was more, so I was working at an assisted living home at the time when it ended and a guy had snuck a gun into the assisted living home and shot himself three times. Wow. Um, and it was, I worked in the kitchen and I was bringing his tray to his room because he never ate with the rest of the people. Um, and I found him there with the, like the bullet holes in him. And I don't remember what happened afterwards. I blacked out. And then I just remember coming to biting a firefighter trying to pull me away. And that weekend I went on a bender and I got in an accident where like I drove a a four wheeler off a cliff and I, I fucked myself up pretty bad. And like I said, the whole point of us doing this was to, to make my life better and to get me better and to get me feeling better. Wow. Um, And when I I did that, that was kind of, when I went on that bender, it was kind of like a big fuck you to him because, I mean, I had hurt myself really bad instead of talking to him. Like, he had no idea why I did this. Um, And it was kind of like the biggest betrayal of trust that you can have in that situation. And he was actually the one that called it off. It wasn't me. Because he felt that you... Uh, like disrespected him and he lost like his trust in a you. lot of tr- mm-hmm. all of the trust that we had built I had destroyed in one stupid weekend do you feel that you would be better off with him as your quote unquote dad daddy mm-hmm. I mean at at first when it all ended and everything I felt like I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't survive or whatever. Um, But now when it's been a few years and like I said, him and I are still friends. We still talk, but I don't think that I could ever get back into that situation because my life is put together. Now I'm, I'm a better person now. And I think a lot of it had to do with him because when I went on that bender and you know, the whole thing with him where he called it off, it, was like a huge reality check for me. Like, this is my fault. I can't blame my dad leaving on someone else. I can't blame this ending on anyone else. This is my fault. And it was like a big shock for me. So I got my life together on my own and it was really fucking hard. Um, and I like now I don't think I could do it because I've become independent on my own. But if it were to have continued, I don't know if I could have done it without him. 
Right. Well, it's good so, to hear that you turn things around personally. Yeah. It took a few years. And like a year of that, I was in my mom's basement with like so much anxiety you could believe. Like I, I went to the gas station with my mom one time and I had a complete meltdown and hit her just because she wanted me to go in the gas station with her. I lost my shit after I saw that. Uh, I was actually going to ask too. So you you don't think you'd ever be open to doing something like this ever again? Um, no. I mean, like, there's a guy that I'm seeing right now, and there's definitely still some of that control aspect about him that I like. Like in the bedroom, he's controlling, and like I don't think I could have it any other way. And I don't know. I guess some aspects of it, I would be totally willing to open myself up to again but the whole ordeal i i don't think that i would do it again do you still uh recognize him as dad like do you call him that or do you call him by his name now when you talk to him i call him by his name but he's definitely a father figure in my life like when i'm struggling with something i'll talk to him like i'm talking to a dad to my dad right do you know anyone else within this community because it's uh it's definitely something i've come across a few times or even if we've done research for this show going through craigslist ads for example uh there's a lot of both sides you know someone saying that they want to be a daddy or a father figure to someone asking you know for a younger girl or you know the, the other way around so uh it's you know obviously something that's out there and very real I mean, where where I live, uh, I live in Utah. I don't know if you've heard the rumors about the Mormons, but it's, they're all true. They're everywhere. So it's not a big thing here. Like it, it was a very underground thing when I did it. Like nobody knows, knew about it. And honestly, nobody knows the full story until you guys. Like I've never told anyone about it. Not fully, at least. Wow. Um, well, we appreciate you sharing that with us, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, like, for me, in a way, this is kind of a big relief because I've been holding on to, like, a big secret that, like, was a huge life changer for me. Right, especially because this is something that I feel like you would tell certain people and maybe they would make some judgments about you or or whatever and they would just see it as a sexual thing and they don't really see how actually helpful this was for you, you know? I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, whatever works it's to get you back on track is it can't be a bad thing, you know? Exactly. And like, I, I love him to this day. Like he's, he's a wonderful person, but, um, back where he lives in Denmark, it's a, it's a total community. Like he's shown me places that he's went where like it's conventions of people like involved in these kinds of situations. He has friends that he goes out with all the time. Like it's normal for his girlfriend to wear that collar. Like people don't really think of it as as a big deal there. So, I mean, there's definitely a huge community, but I think it's kind of a regional thing. Like, right. Like it's not going to be a thing here because of the the Mormons and the religious aspect of where I live. Mm -hmm. Does he have multiple daughters or any biological Uh children? He doesn't have any biological children. Um, he has a stepdaughter from his marriage, his previous marriage. 
but he has his girlfriend. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't really refer to us as daughters. It's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just like, kind of goes without saying the relationship maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, there's not really a title that you have. It's not like this is my daughter. No, it's not that. Okay. Um, but like he has his current girlfriend and then his girlfriend has a girlfriend and they're all involved with each other. So I guess he has multiple there, hmm. but that was totally her decision. It wasn't something he wanted. It was her. Right. Wow. Well, this is, I mean, if you, know, you think about it, managing yourself is a lot of work, but managing more than one person is a lot of work too. Like, I can't imagine him wanting more than one at a time. Right, right. And I, I, this is something I've never even, you know, heard of before, you know? So this is, like, all new to me. I'm still kind of processing the, like, the want to... I mean, it's crazy how you guys met, too, in an airport, you said, right? Yeah, like, just casually conversating when I was a lot younger. And, you know, he was from Denmark and... How did you guys reconnect? I was 14 and I... Well, we stayed connected throughout the years. Just oh, okay. not heavily, I guess. Like, happy holidays, we'd say something or whatever. And then when he was moving to Utah, he was like, oh, I remember that you're from there. Are you still there? If so, let's catch up. Right. And then we did, and I told him about all the bullshit going on in my life, and he was like, well, I can help you. What do you think is the desire from his perspective? I know you can't speak for him, but to to want to be in that position, you know, to be a father figure, what do you think the appeal is? Um, honestly, I think, like, he is just, he's a helpful person. Like, his his job, his career, is he's a personal trainer. So, like, he just, I feel like he just wants, to help people and I know that when he saw improvement in, in me it was like the he, I've never seen him happier when I would make an improvement like when I enrolled in school it was like the happiest day of his life like I don't know I just think for him the desire is to to help and kind of better somebody's shitty situation if he can yeah just to have a hand and then he's in... also like yeah it's just it's it's almost like it's just a controlling relationship, but he likes to be called daddy, I guess. And as someone who doesn't know him, you know, you know, this is all I can formulate an opinion about. It just, a part of me feels like it's possible that maybe he just likes being in that position of power. Now I'm not saying that he doesn't oh yeah, want to see you. That's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. It almost feels like it's the, almost the main part of it because like, even you, you said that, it doesn't, it wouldn't get sexual at all. You guys, you know, wouldn't have intercourse, but he would, you felt that maybe he was even holding that like against you because he just liked being in a position of power. I mean, yeah, that that's probably a good description, I guess. But like I said, like there were definitely sexual situations. Like um, there was just never intercourse well is like, that is that everything else but that yeah is that what bdsm entails a lot of the time too where there's not actual intercourse but it's kind of that submissive dominant play back and forth 
that's it, like I said, that's completely different between people. Like I've met people who are just into like um, whips and chains and it's not really a, a dominance factor. They just like the pain. Or I've met people who are like, they want to be a slave, complete slave to their dominant. Right. Like it's, it's completely different. You can't BDSM is such a blanket term. Like there's so much different stuff that goes on in there mm-hmm. in within that term. So, I mean, there's some people who maybe they, it's all about control and they don't have sex and it's not a sexual thing for them. Kind of like, um, you know, the platonic thinker, it's not a sexual thing. He just enjoys it. Good reference. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I know like if um, you know I can imagine if you told someone this, they would feel like, oh my god, this guy's so creepy. He was fucking forty something talking to a or thirty something talking to a fourteen year old. Um, but you know, it sounds like this guy didn't really have. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know the guy, you know? It's just, it's this is the only information I have. I don't know if this was kind of uh, a sexual attraction, but this is just his preference on how to express himself sexually, is just to have this point of power, um, or if it's just uh, like a kink sort of thing, and it's not sexual, he just likes to help too. It's I mean, I don't know. It could go so many different ways it's it's hard to it's hard to say honestly i think that it's a it's a mix of both of those things like it's definitely his way of expressing himself like that's definitely a sexual thing for him and it was for me too but it's also the other factor too like um his current girlfriend um when they got together she was dealing with a piece of shit father to her kid like abusive just complete piece of shit and when um the guy that i was involved with stepped in that was over that ended like it's a civil thing now between her and her ex with their kid Hmm. so i think it's i think it's a good mix of both it's not just the sexual thing but it's not just helping either that makes sense yeah i mean I mean, did you, at any, I don't know, to me, it's like when you hear about an older man just talking and keeping in touch with a 14-year-old, you go, okay, what is that about, you know? So, like, at 14, I mean, maybe not at 14, but I feel like someone else, if they would have known about that, they would have been like, all right, what are you doing? You can't do that. Like, looking back on it, do you kind of think that's a little weird that this older man would take an, an interest in a 14-year-old? I mean, no, no, not really, not for me, because when I was that young, it was complete friendship. Like, to me, he was a foreigner, and this was the coolest thing ever, and now I have a foreign friend because he's from Denmark. Right. Like, it was total just my 14-year-old self being like, oh, my God, I have an overseas friend. It's like... It's almost like we were pen pals for a long time. Right. But the reason he was here is because he worked in Texas. Like, I don't know. It was, it was totally just a friendship thing. And I don't, I never had the feeling that that was his goal or anything. Like it wasn't just 
the day that we met up, he had this conversation. Like we met up, had a, had some coffee or whatever it was. I can't remember. It's been so long, but, and we were just talking and I ended up telling him a bunch of shit about my life. And he was like, that, that's awful. Like my daughter went through that kind of her, his stepdaughter went through that shit. And it was, it was a slow progression. It wasn't just like, Hey, boom let's do this yeah right which kind of makes it feel like that was his intention but it wasn't i've never had the feeling that that was his intention from the beginning okay uh one question it might sound funny but i'm dead serious are there mommies out there and like do you know if they're like the relationship there's like an opposite yeah definitely yeah interesting no definitely like i mean just like um a guy dominating dominating a girl in the bedroom like you you've got to have heard of dominatrixes right. of course right right the chicks all in leather with their boots that like yeah like there's definitely a counterpart to to the whole situation that i was in yeah that that makes sense but no i mean one thing um before we go i mean you you sort of brushed on it throughout the conversation but it seems like there was a lot of destructive behavior in your past or you weren't really in a good place so i do want to say again i mean it's it's good that you're doing better and we do really appreciate you you know sharing the story and talking about this experience and and know, being a the little f- bit about the, yeah, the first people to hear about it as well yeah <laughs> yeah like the guy that i'm currently seeing actually he's gonna listen to this podcast because i can't i've never been able to talk to him about it like i can't I haven't been able to open up about it completely, but I don't know. Being anonymous makes it a lot easier too. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, we're glad we could help. You obviously did all the hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like there's a lot of people out there who use the term daddy as just kind of a joke, I guess. Like, Ooh, call me daddy kind right. of thing. But I don't think they really realize that, that's a thing. It's a culture. It's co- it's a complete own reality, really. Like yeah, I every literally time I hear somebody say that. It's kind of irritating to me almost because I'm like, you don't even know what that means. Right. I literally said that before the show started. Like I've heard of that where girls were like, "Yo, call me like uh, I want to call you daddy." Or I whatever. think you should apologize, Joe. <laughs> I was saying I was saying the same thing as her. I was like, I've heard of that, but I've never heard of this side of things where it's like. No, they act like a father figure, like they have control of your money and they're going to, you know, give you advice on, you know, what to, where to go for school and what to wear and stuff like that. Uh, I had never heard of that. So this is all new to me. It's very interesting. And I think it's going to inform a lot of people. Oh, for 100%. I think so. Oh, and, and you know, like I said, like it's completely different. Like there could be daddies out there who don't control financial or don't control the school or don't control how they wear or how they act or what they wear or how they act. Like it's, it's a, every relationship within this culture or reality or whatever is completely different. Like I've never met or spoken. Cause I, I talk to people in the community still because it's still something that I don't know. I find interesting. And like, if somebody is in the situation and wants advice or something, like I'm never going to turn somebody away who wants to know more about it or whatever. Um, I've never met or spoken to anyone who had a relationship dynamic like we did. Like it's every, it's all different. It's completely different from person to person, from couple to couple. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. 
and that's why, like, in my email, I specifically said, like, I'm not speaking for the community because I can't. <laughs> I can right. only speak for myself and my experience. Yeah, it's most likely different for from case to case. But, again, we appreciate you uh, sharing your story and uh, allowing us to be the first ones to hear the whole thing. Yeah, thanks for letting me get it out. <laughs> no problem. Uh, have a good day. Yeah, thanks so much. You, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Um, well, that's a new one. I've never heard of that before. I didn't expect half of that shit that she said. No. No. I mean, there wasn't not even sex. I mean, I get sexual that aspects. I didn't, that but... I really still don't understand, honestly. No, I mean... Well, she said everything but, so I'm assuming oral and stuff. She said no penetration. Yeah. Vaginal intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> Given all go. like the doctor terms right now. <laughs> but like, you know. Uh but I mean, yeah, I guess like she said, if you're spinning on a wheel naked and someone's in control, like yeah, I mean things there's are going sex down. something sexual about that. But yeah. uh, this is just my only concern with this entire thing, and I didn't want to say it to her because I didn't want her to take the wrong way, but a part of me feel because like when, when I was saying like what do you think his intentions were and she was saying you know he's a guy who likes helping people and, and blah 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 but you know just to play devil's advocate for a second and I'm not saying this is what this guy's characteristics are and because I don't know you know he could be the nicest guy in the world with like this little thing that he does fine but the fact that she said his newest girlfriend also has some like issues she was dealing with where the father of their kid was you know, I don't know, he was all fucked up or whatever, right? Doesn't it, a part of you feel like maybe this guy is, for lack of a better word, preying on people in vulnerable vulnerable positions and just sort of, like, they're easier to have control over? I mean, that might, yeah, I think that, I think that would be the point. I think he is looking to fill a certain void that people would have in their lives and right so what is his intention though is his intention to help or is it is it a selfish thing where it's like i just want to be in a position of power i want to be able to say what you do and when like when you do it is that why he's doing this or does he want to do it because he genuinely wants to help i'm not saying he's he's you know not he doesn't want to help i'm not saying that because i don't know the guy I'm just saying that's the other side of it right. where that's a possibility. Or is it truly somewhere in between? It I mean, could does, be. Is the pleasure derived from both power and having your hand in someone being, bettering themselves exactly. or helping them into you know, a better situation? Which very well could be the case, which I think most likely is the case, is, is that it's a combination of both where he does like being in a position of power and he has figured out that people in vulnerable uh, positions where they have problems, daddy issues or whatever... They are in a fragile state. They are more susceptible to being, you know, controlled yeah. or told what to do or, you know, able to or kind of willing to listen to him and receive his advice and actually act on it and stuff like that. So maybe it is a combination of both. Right. And it's I mean, it's tough. We're not going to get that answer right now because you know, for her, she knows what she got out of the relationship and why she was attracted to it. But. I don't know. We might have to speak to a daddy down the line and get the other perspective. Yeah, I would love to get the other perspective and have them be completely honest because I would, again, I would want to know which which is it. Is it more of a selfish thing or is it more of like 
a giving thing or is it split down the middle here? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, her story was pretty intense too. Yeah. But like, I feel like we started out, you know, kind of laughing and lighthearted going into, you know, what is this kink going to be or this community? And I mean, for her, she basically said everything, changing. yeah, everything short of like this saved my life. Yeah, they did. It just essentially yeah. the way she's, you know, talking about it. Um, geez, I love doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I say this like every episode. I love doing this show. It's great. Oh man, you gotta love what you do. You gotta love it. Um, yeah, this was. I don't, I'm. I gotta. I gotta do some research on. I, this. I this will say. Is, I will say though. The forty-year-old man talking to a fourteen-year-old in an airport. That any, I get. That's any way tough you look to, at that, yeah. Because like, was it premeditated? Even if he waited, is exactly. is it like when she's of that's age? That's another we can form thing that makes me believe that. That's another thing that makes me believe that like vulnerable people, younger people, fourteen-year-olds, you know, even eighteen-year-olds. You're an older guy, especially fourteen-year-olds. They don't know much about the world at the time, and that is the age where they're still soaking everything in, and you know, you're you're still, you can be shaped. Mm-hmm and molded into something you know and yeah. i again because I, I know she's listening i'm not saying that's what happened no i'm not i'm merely playing devil's advocate here and just this is a possibility but i think vulnerability is always going to be an aspect in any submissive anything, dominant submissive dominant right. any sort of kink fetish um lifestyle i guess the difference is he's not praying to pray he's not praying to deceive someone he's right. just finding the right people and then obviously the relationship they form is consensual after that right i do think that so i could see how it sort of it feels like it has the makings of um you know something a little nefarious but yeah it's uh i mean if it's consensual and they're adults and you know they both agree to this then right i mean hey helped her so yeah that's you know that's good and she's back on track which is dope um but yeah if you guys have a story or anything interesting anything that you think is interesting that you want to share go to oplshow.com hit the contact form send us an email and if it works for the show we'll reach out try to set something up with you and uh yeah definitely don't be shy you could be anonymous if you want it's gonna be great um if you want to follow me on twitter it's at joe santagato um at greg dybeck and follow the show at opl show and yeah that is all thanks for listening